MDOT presents the Extra Mile Podcast, Legislative Session. Welcome, everybody, to the Extra Mile Podcast from the Mississippi Department of Transportation. We are in our second week of the Legislative Session Special Edition, and we have a special guest host for you this week. I'm Jason Smith, the Director of Public Affairs for MDOT, and with me is Public Information Officer Katie Hornsby. Katie? Hello, everyone. Uh, Y'all might have heard my name. I'm usually behind the scenes uh, as a producer, but Jason and I are stepping up as hosts this week, so we're really excited about that. Um, We've got our special guest with us as well. Katie, will you introduce our guest for us, please? Yes, so very excited to have Senator Jennifer Branning in the studio today. Um, She is the Highways and Transportation Chair Um, She represents District 18, which includes Leek, Neshoba, and Winston counties, and um, we are so happy to have you here today. Thank you for the invitation. Of course. Um, So just kind of starting off, uh, we just left a subcommittee hearing, and for people who might not be familiar with that, um, out of all the hearings, uh, the Mississippi Department of Transportation was a part of that. Kind of talk about what happened. and um, Sure. So... Early this session, we have made it a point on the Appropriations Committee. Um, We're broken down into various subcommittees, and I do chair the committee that deals with highways and waterways and those types of agencies. And so we have these preliminary hearings, which are broken down into subcommittees. There are usually three to four senators on these committees. It's just an information gathering process. And the agencies bring to us their preliminary request for their budget, and we ask questions, and then we go back and work to craft their budget And if we have questions from them in the process, we sort of circle back. But then the subcommittee makes the decision and brings it before the full appropriations committee. Um, It will go through that process and then eventually make it to the Senate floor. And then we'll flip and we'll do the House bills and the House will take our bills for consideration. So it's just a part of how we divide and conquer the monster of the appropriations process. And I think it works very well. Chairman Hobson does an outstanding job. Uh, tries to keep it streamlined and very organized the way we approach all the budgets. And so that's what today consisted of, was just a subcommittee hearing. And uh, like I mentioned, the Mississippi Department of Transportation um, was had their own hearing. Kind of yes. talk about what was discussed and what kind of the outcome sure. was. Sure. Director White is doing an outstanding job. So he brought information to the subcommittee that, that sort of Uh, briefed us on what the MDOT request will consist of for the next budget year. He talked about the additional federal dollars that will be available, what monies will be there, what monies will not be there, because there has been some um, information floating around that may not be entirely accurate, and I appreciate him being able to get in the weeds with us today and help us to understand what those dollars mean. And so we have made it a point today. In fact, I think I invited all of the committee members today, those that had additional follow-up questions, that we would do something that we don't typically do in the appropriation subcommittee process, and that is to have even a second hearing before we bring that budget, before the full appropriations committee, we want to have the opportunity to allow Director White to bring us additional information. There were a couple of senators with questions, and so that's what we'll do. We'll keep working to make sure we understand what the numbers mean, uh, what the request is, and then we will decide from there if we're able to fulfill all the requests or some of the requests, or we may have additional suggestions from there. Okay. Well, we are wrapping up. This this wraps up the second week of the uh, session so far. Yes. What are some of the highlights that have been 
dealt with and some of the major issues so far in the session? Yeah, well, so far we did congressional redistricting yesterday. That took us a couple of hours on the Senate floor. And so we adopted the Magnolia One plan that came to us from the House. A very good debate, I thought, on, on the redistricting plan. I think it's a great plan. Today we went through the medical marijuana bill uh, that passed the Senate after about three hours of debate. And so we have gotten a lot done in the first two weeks of a session, which is not typical to bring legislation to the floor that quickly. But we're doing that because we realize we have more major issues to deal with in this session than is typical of any other 90-day session. So we're trying to be efficient with our time and get the people's work done um, in a timely manner. And so for people who might not be familiar with um, the legislative session or how it works or the committees, kind of um, give us an overview of what your committee is, the Transportation Committee, how it's made up and how it functions. So the Lieutenant Governor uh, put the committee together at the beginning of the new term. And so I believe there are about um, 13 members of that committee. And I may be off a little bit. I, I, I don't recall the exact number. But he appoints those members to the committee. Senator Barbara Blackman is the vice chair. And so uh, bills are assigned to the committee by the lieutenant governor based on subject matter. And so I'll receive a lot of bills this year that are filed that deal with transportation policy. Now, I don't expect to see a lot of major transportation policy moves this session coming out of the Senate, basically because we are so focused on the appropriation side. We have a lot of money that we need to spend, and we need to spend wisely. So I spent a large amount of my time out of session this summer and this fall going to different parts of the state. Certainly did not get to every county or every district, but I got to the places that, that I was able to this time. Uh, plan to do some more of that next year, but I even crawled over and under bridges just to see what we are dealing with so that I can understand as transportation chairman, when people come to me with problems to solve and they're talking to me about we, we need more maintenance money or we need more money for bridge repair, we need this or that, I want to understand and to have say, yes, I've seen that so I can understand what the needs are and how we can solve those at the Capitol. So with all of that said, I spent time out of session looking at projects that are needed to have a better understanding so that now we are looking to spend those dollars. And I want to make sure we're plugging those in um, so they can provide us the greatest benefit. And what was your biggest takeaway from those trips that you made? So the needs in our state range um, vastly. They're, they're, they're different from each county, from county to county, uh, just because there are different tax bases in the counties. And each county board of supervisors maybe have different ways that they spend their money, uh, just different uh, ways of doing business. They're all kind of different scenarios. I noticed over in the Delta, uh, for example, in the uh, Greenville area, one county, Washington County, I believe, has about 23 bridges that are out. I don't mean load posted, I mean out. And so what that means is in that particular county, uh, and there are other counties too that have needs, but this is one that stands out. You know, if someone has an emergency out in the rural part of that county, they have to go miles and miles and miles out of the way, potentially, to get to the hospital. Uh, farmers in that area have to go miles and miles and miles out of their way to get their harvest to market. And so you're talking about eating into someone's profit for that week. And you talk about the mom and pop operations, that means a big deal, the additional miles. And so what I'm trying to do as transportation chair is to look and take a holistic approach to the transportation needs in our state. 
and and know we here at the state level traditionally do not you know look at the counties and take that as as part of our burden but I'm looking at that because I know that makes up part of Mississippi's infrastructure system you know back in 2018 the legislature passed and put into place the emergency road and bridge fund that fund gave us all the opportunity and I, and I say holistically speaking everyone in the state the opportunity to submit projects for award and MDOT has done a wonderful job administering that program that's enabled us to get money down to the parts of the state that that just attention was not being paid for whatever reason and so we have seen drastic improvement in the infrastructure so we hope that this year we can continue to put money into that program again to take that holistic approach to infrastructure improvement in the state of Mississippi. That is similar to the way that the commission has approached the lottery funding in that rather than putting it just lump it in with all of our general funds and just dole it out little bits at a time they specifically set it aside and said we're going to deal with rural highways that are in the most need that maybe are in areas that are less populated so they haven't seen the regular maintenance that a road that gets you know a hundred thousand cars a day that's correct. And we have seen, even even back home, the two-lane paving projects, we have seen that firsthand. So that's been very successful. The commission's done a great job in administering those funds, for sure. Um, who are some of the committee members for the Transportation Committee? So you've got Senator Fillingain, who was the chairman before mm-hmm. I came in. You've got... Down uh, in the Pine Belt. That's right. You've got Senator um, Younger who is one of my members there, Senator Williams. Bart Williams is the newest member from okay. Octavahawk County. And hey, he, Starkville. yes, he, he didn't start out on the committee, but when we sort of changed, uh, you know, we had a senator to retire and things sort of changed up. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. he was able to get on the committee and has loved it. He has asked me for projects on the committee. So I, I saw him just before the podcast and told him I was going to give him a bill to handle. And so he is going to study up over the weekend and be ready for that. But we, our right. committee members are very engaged. We have a great group there. Um, and so I'm very happy with the composition of the Transportation Committee. We've, we've gotten a lot of good work done in the last year. In the last podcast, um, we spoke with Speaker Gunn about uh, ARPA funding. And yes. um, if Wanna, if you want to touch on that, kind of what could potentially come from that? So ARPA has given us a great uh, opportunity, I think, to make some generational changes in the state of Mississippi. And so I've been working with my colleagues to identify the use of some of those funds. Now, the Senate formed an ARPA committee, which is a sub, another subcommittee for appropriations. I'm not on that committee. So there are going to be some details at this point I, I'm not privy to. But let's just say the rural water system, for example. There's going to be some monies available to improve rural water in the state of Mississippi, and that's something I know a little bit about. I've served as board attorney for Central Water Association over in Neshoba County for a long time before I even uh, came to serve in the Senate. And so I know how the needs of rural water affects just everyday Mississippians, and that's down to, to where we live, so to speak. And so we've got a great opportunity really out in the rural parts of Mississippi to make improvements to our utility infrastructure. That's one of the great things that I think is going to come from the ARPA funds. This this session seems to have some very specific things that are going on. Like you mentioned, it was there's a lot been done just in these first two weeks. Uh, What are some of the other things that are on the the horizon? 
That's right. Well, you know, aside from the appropriations process, which I think is going to probably consume the majority of my time, we have the ballot initiative uh, process that we know will be coming up because of the Supreme Court's decision last year. We know that we we have to restore that right, and so we're just talking about the, the mechanism to do that and, and what that bill should look like going forward. Um, certainly, we have touched on the income tax elimination. I know the Senate Chairman Harkins is working on a plan for that. I have not seen his plan, but I know that it's in the works. And there are other issues that sort of coincide with the appropriations and the spending. But I think those are a couple of the the major issues that you'll see coming forward in addition to what we have already uh, seen just this week. How has the relationship been between the chambers this session, um, Senate and House? So far, so good. Um, I certainly am not with the Speaker and Lieutenant Governor every day to see maybe what happens, but I can tell you um, down on a personal level, my representative is Scott Bounds over in the House, and we have a great working relationship. In fact, we we talk um, probably every day or every other day during session. We make sure that we've got issues that that affect our hometown, our home county, our mutual district um, handled. And we've been very successful in getting things done for our people back home that way. So we, we try to make an effort to really work together. Uh, but, but back to your question um, on the higher level, so far so good as far as I know. Okay. Um, you know, you've been there eight years, is that right? This is, this is my seventh session. Oh, seventh. okay. Yes. So what is different this session from maybe the first session that you were there? Well, let me just be real honest with you and say my first session um, – I was doing good to figure out which hallway I should be on. And and I am not exaggerating when I tell you this. It was very overwhelming to me coming in as a freshman. I'd only visited our state capitol probably a couple of times as a teenager, maybe on a school trip or what have you. I didn't spend a lot of time here in the capitol in college or anything like that, even though I did attend uh, Mississippi College School of Law just a few blocks over. And so I remember one day in particular I was uh, trying to meet the drafting deadline. That's the first deadline that we had, and I had a bill. I don't even remember what the bill was, but that was my bill, and it was important, and I was trying to, you know, get the drafting deadline met, and I went downstairs to find the uh, Senate attorneys to turn my bill in, you know, to go through the process, and I, I didn't know where to go, and I was trying to find my way. I ended up on the House side, I walked in their attorney's office over there, and I'm sure I had this bewildered look, but this very kind lady who worked in uh, legislative services for the House was very graceful, and she didn't uh, make me feel any more dumb than what I was that day, and she escorted me down to the Senate side and got me acquainted with the right people. But mm-hmm. that was my, my freshman year was really just a learning experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I continue to learn every session, continue yeah. to learn. But this session, um, and I've told people uh, this many times, we have more major issues that we are dealing with this session than I have dealt with in the short seven years that I've been serving. Sure. So we have a lot of work to do really in a short amount of time, but I think mm-hmm. we're committed to get that done. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, and kind of shifting gears to um, a lighter question, um, you know, we like to ask when you're traveling, you have, you know, an hour and a half on your way home. Yeah. What are some good local food spots you might want to hit up that you would recommend to somebody traveling throughout state? You know, one of my favorite spots here locally, well, I have so many. My, my husband actually is here with me today in the studio, and he's nodding at this, as I say it. We love food. We love to eat. We like places like the Mayflower. We like Lou's Full Serve. 
Uh, we like to hit up Native Coffee Shop here in Jackson when we have just a minute for a treat. When I have a car full of pages, when that week rolls around for me, we will hit Chick-fil-A about 100 times that week. So it just depends on how much time I have and uh, who's traveling with me. I can agree with the lose full service. Yes. For sure. Yes. <laughs> so good. Well, thanks for giving us some specifics. Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely. I won't say the speaker ducked the question, but uh, <laughs> he was a little reticent, so I'm glad to hear some names of places. <laughs> there so you go. You. That's nice. Now, how can people um, contact you if they have questions or anything like that? Sure. Well, I have an email address for the Senate, and that's jbranning at Senate. Dot .ms.gov dot and so I respond very well to email that's that's probably the best way to get me or just come see me at the Capitol. Right. 212A is my office. I'm there, you know, a lot during session. I do drive home so I'm not there a lot of times for the evening events. I have a family that's waiting on me at home. It's very important that I get back to my boys, but I'm available um, anytime to help anyone that has questions about transportation or suggestions, uh, good, the bad, the ugly. I welcome it all. Awesome. And you have answered all of our transportation questions today. Um, thank you so else? much. Yeah. Anything you'd like to add that we haven't asked you? You know, it has been an honor to serve as transportation chair. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I've enjoyed working with the people here at MDOT. Director White and his staff have just been phenomenal. They have just been great to work with. They're teaching me because I have so much to learn about transportation. So um, I'll just leave you with that. I'm having a blast at my job. I really enjoy it. Terrific. Terrific. Well, again, thank you so much for being mm -hmm. here today. We thoroughly enjoyed this interview. Thank you. Thank we you for having it. me. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We want to thank all of the listeners. The podcast has grown tremendously since we started it. Um, I think it's been actually exponential growth. We're um, getting more listeners, and we're getting more subscribers. And so we appreciate that. And if you're listening and you like the podcast and you like the info, please tell your friends and your family and share it on your socials and let folks know that they can get more information about what MDOT is doing, what transportation is happening in Mississippi and uh, the things that we're doing. And so we look forward to talking with you next week. Um, we'll have another edition of the podcast, special edition legislative session. And, uh, yeah, and if you want to hear more episodes of the Extra Mile Legislative Session, uh, just be sure to subscribe or download wherever podcasts can be found. And you can also now watch each episode of the Extra Mile. Um, just search Mississippi Department of Transportation on YouTube. Um, and remember to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We give lots of updates there. So uh, just give us a follow. And again, thanks for listening. And as always, drive smart on Mississippi Highways.